What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. I'm OK Davis here with you. First episode of 2023 and I. In the grand scheme, I want to say Happy New Year. But after what happened during Monday night's football game, I was prepared to do a show today. Um, and, you know, I just wasn't prepared to do the exact same show. The state of Ohio top sports headlines for good and evil in sports over the entire weekend. Of course, the... You know, you always ask, you want the good or the bad first. You say, give me the bad first. Well, it's evil. Football, the danger of playing football from peewee football to the National Football League rears its ugly head last night in the Cincinnati Bengals-Buffalo Bills game. That's the evil. Because it's an evil, violent sport. It is. And we will talk about that. And then on the flip side, the bad is Ohio State had a chance to get to the national championship game and they couldn't. Letting Georgia... find its way into the championship game facing Cinderella TCU. Who knew that would happen? And then we have the good that is Donovan Mitchell, 71 points. For the Cleveland Cavaliers. As they win a big game in overtime. Over the Chicago Bulls. All happening. Around the state of Ohio. Which by the way. Donovan Mitchell 71 points is the most since Kobe Bryant. 83 right? I believe it's 83. And he wasn't the most impressive score of that night. And we'll talk about that. But first, we're going to talk about football. And I don't know about you, but I feel dirty. I feel mad. I feel sad. DeMar Hamlin, uh, safety for the Buffalo Bills. Suffered a cardiac arrest in the game yesterday, and I was watching that game. The game between the Bills and Bengals has been postponed. But football can be evil, brutal, violent. And it really, really makes me feel guilty and sad for supporting the National Football League, for watching the National Football League. A game that I have grown up, as you probably have if you're listening, watching and rooting for your team 
maybe one day when you were younger, you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play football. And it just, it hurts so much. Adding to that, the fact that Hamlin is a play for the University of Pittsburgh, which also is a school that I graduated from. So the Pittsburgh community is suffering as well. I've asked this question multiple times. There, My father-in-law called me at like 10 o'clock at night, which is rare. Normally, I don't even know that he always stays up to watch the end of a football game, but he called me. Hey, you, did you see what's happened in the, in the Bills-Bengals game? My father and my brothers, who were always talking stuff on text, mostly sports. We have a, a Davis group. A hundred texts going back and forth about football. What happened yesterday makes everything else trivial. The NFL has never dealt with this. The last time I personally can think of anything close to that, and it was more tragic, is Hank Gathers, who suffered cardiac arrest on the basketball court and passed away. I mean, I know that's going way back, but in my mind, that was the first thing I could remember of anything happening like that on live sports. I am relieved that the NFL didn't play the game. I was hoping after they postponed it for 16 minutes to... uh, get Hamlin in the ambulance into a hospital. Uh, The last report says he's still in critical condition. And the NFL, you know, they're in uncharted waters trying to figure out what to do. So I know there was a lot of criticism on social media about how long it was taking the NFL to make a decision and what decision they were going to make. It's all new to them. I know they had talked at one point about giving uh, the players five minutes to warm up and then we're going to start the game again. You can't play that game anymore. My thing is, if everyone is going to talk about the safety of players, whether they're former players or current players or league or team executives, Fans, everybody who's involved with the game from, like I said, all the way from the little peewee football to the National Football League. I think you got to take the violence out of the game. You got to do something drastic. You can't just say Thursday night, oh, we'll just start playing again. 
I mean, the Bengals-Bills game won't resume this week as the NFL announced today. But what's next? You're going to just find the time to resume as a, at a later date? I am 100% feeling like I'm probably in a minority. And people are going to say, no, we're not doing that. I'm not asking you to protest the game. I know it's a game we all enjoy watching. But I would hope that the league and the fans would maybe say, you know what, could we get by with flag football? Is that so bad? The problem is some new league would start where there's tackling again and then the NFL would be concerned that that league is going to take over. And then, of course, once again, they're thinking of the bottom line and not the health and safety of a player. But that's the kind of drastic measures that I would like to see. That I think as fans of the game that you understand how violent it is in any, any given Sunday, any given play, The inches we need are everywhere, as they say in any given Sunday, the movie. Any moment, what happened to DeMar Hamlin can happen again. Yes, you could say it was one, one in a trillion that that will happen in a live game. I don't care. I say maybe we consider flag football. That will cut out the hits. All right, fine. You may not get some of the yak. Maybe you have to make the flags a little smaller so they aren't as easy to just take away. I mean, I know when I played flag football, I still enjoyed it. And I think for most of you out there, you probably don't play tackle football. If I remember correctly, correctly in the league's play 60 games with the young uh, footballers they're bringing up. They play flag. If I remember correctly, the the Pro Bowl was flag football. Right? Why not make the real game flag football? It is time. I had to look it back up to make sure. Yes, NFL announces the Pro Bowl games to replace tackle game with flag football. Las Vegas, 2023. I think it's time to make every single National Football League the N2FL. National Flag Football League. And I know they're not going to change the logo. But it's time, y'all. If you really care about DeMar Hamlin, the safety and health and well-being of players, it's time to make a change. A serious change. The funny thing is I was talking to, might have been my dad, 
when he was here visiting over the holidays. And I had said that I think Tua Tagovailoa and Kenny Pickett both need to retire. In their short careers, Tua's longer than Kenny Pickett's by a couple of seasons, have both suffered multiple concussions. And I, I don't know if either one of them would be really good at it, but they should move to the booth. Maybe move to coaching. Something where they can preserve their brain and their health before it gets any worse. And I can only imagine how difficult it is when you have reached the pinnacle, when you are at the mountaintop of your sport. The starting quarterback for a football team, and in Kenny Pickett's plate, uh, position not just any team but that he's playing in the same stadium where he played college and now as a professional football player i know it can't be easy but i can only imagine a number of players out there that maybe are questioning if they should continue to play this game because any given play any given sunday what happened to DeMar Hamlin could happen to you. And so, yeah, you could try to say, oh, we'll definitely be the no fun league anymore. No, I, th I would still have fun and still watch the game. And I hope that we can start a groundswell of support that we will all support the National Football League if they decided, hey, we're gonna, we're, we're cool if you switch to flag football. You still get the catches, you still get the runs, right? It's the big hits, the sacks where you're throwing down a quarterback, a blindless receiver that gets popped by a DB. Something drastic must be done to prevent this from happening. We're in uncharted waters as fans, as, as, as leagues, as teams, as players. Something needs to be done. Hamlin's in intensive care at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. The bill said in the statement, quote, we are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we have received thus far. And yet they're supposed to be playing a game on Sunday against the New England Patriots. And the Bengals are supposed to be hosting the Ravens. I mean, when I watched the ESPN broadcast, they didn't even know what to say. The exact words from Joe Buck. I don't know what to say here. We're going back to break. They were trying to give medical reports. They went back to the network. And the network tried to buy time waiting to see if, you know, and also express their concern and talk about, you know, uh, Booger McFarland talking about his experience playing in the NFL and et cetera, et cetera. 
Interesting thing, I didn't flip over to Peyton and Eli to hear what they had to say. And I didn't even see reports if they did have something to say. Been a little under the weather too, so I did stop watching after a while. Because it was just sad. It was really sad. And my heart, my thoughts and prayers go out to the Hamlin family, the Bills family, the Pittsburgh Panthers family, anyone who is directed effect directly affected by this but especially the Hamlin family and I can only family excuse me I can only imagine what they're going through right now if you're looking for something that you can do in support of Damar Hamlin He has a GoFundMe page to raise toys for needy kids. He's raised $4.5 million in the first 18 hours after his injury. And if you want to find a way to support, maybe that's one way you can support. Hamlin's family said, quote, we, we, uh, they expressed sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. DeMar Hamlin is from the Pittsburgh area, the McKees Rocks area. So the Pittsburgh family is hurting right now just like the Buffalo in the NFL family is hurting the sports family is hurting you never want anything to happen like this you never want anything to happen like this I hope we have some better news by the time we are uh, waking up tomorrow morning or later today. You know, who knows how long it's going to take for DeMar Hamlin to recover, but let's hope it's soon. Just for Sport, we'll be right back. All right, we talked about the evil of sports and the violence. All right, we talked about the evil of football, the violence that comes with the game, the brutality. In the state of Ohio, what they have been dealing with in a real tragedy in DeMar Hamlin. And then... A sports tragedy, if you will, 
you know, it's it's not easy to transition from, you know, something where someone's life is on the line to sticking with football, but the game, but we know that life will go on, sports will go on. And one team staying in Ohio that will not be moving on is the Ohio State Buckeyes football game. Now, I have to admit, I tell you what, for me, there's just way too many bowl games. I can't keep up. I don't like the times of most of them. I lose track of when games are, and so I didn't see any of the semifinal BCS games. I just didn't. All of a sudden, I was like, wait, TCU beat Michigan? Then I was doing, you know, I was with family, which is more important than football, especially for two schools that I'm not really invested in. But for Ohio State to have a a lead on Georgia and then end up losing to Georgia by a point, man, that must have really hurt the Buckeyes fans. 18 points in the fourth quarter for Georgia to come back and beat the Buckeyes and stay undefeated. But at least if you're Ohio State, you can say, okay, well, we lost to the best team in the country. TCU, on the other hand, beating Michigan 51 to 45, I mean, that was Cinderella. Granted, you know, there are a couple of calls that I read about and heard that were controversial and, it, and you know, the botch snap that everyone's talking about. No, Michigan, you lost. You know, you always get that question, did TCU win it or did Michigan lose it? And realistically, in the end, I don't know if it matters unless it was a real egregious missed call. And that had to be at like the end of the game. But no, they just lost. They lost in a Fiesta Bowl, 51 to 45. Now on a good note, for Pitt, Pitt won on a late field goal. 37 to 35 beating UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Pitt Panthers winning the Tiger Sun Bowl. So I'm happy for my team to pull it out. Next Monday is the college football national championship. Uh, Maybe I'll watch. I don't know. We'll see. Uggas favored minus 12 and a half. It's an early line. But I wanted to talk about that just for a brief moment. Um, it's tough because it, it's not just brief, but it's tough for me to even talk about the actual games in the NFL. And I know you have to.
But it's tough when you just think about the tragedy that happened in that Bills Bengals game. There's a lot at stake for teams. And maybe on Thursday, you know, take a couple days and I'll get back to football and talk about my reactions from this past weekend. Let's go to the NBA. Let's go to the NBA. Again, in Ohio. Donovan Mitchell, 71 points. In a win over the Chicago Bulls. Most since Kobe's 81. How about that? Now the funny thing is, in a Yahoo Sports report by Ryan Young, a writer said that Hours before the game in Cleveland, Donovan Mitchell was playing Call of Duty with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving said he could tell that Donovan Mitchell was locked in. I like the Donovan Mitchell tweet, New Year, New Me, 71 of them things. I mean, that, that was pretty amazing. And not only that, but he had one of the more improbable shots to tie the game up to send it to overtime with the missed free throw. I mean, how rare is that when you miss a free throw, you get the ball at the free throw line or basically you get the rebound from your own missed free throw and hit the game-tying basket. That too was bizarre. There is something larger happening in the NBA, I think, that also should be talked about. And it's the number of players that are scoring at ridiculous clips. I mean, even when Donovan Mitchell scored 71, Klay Thompson had 54. Joel Embiid had 42. Luka, a couple days ago, had a 60-point triple-double. I mean, it's just the league is, and I love the scoring. I do love the scoring. Devin Booker had a 58-point game. But also, I think in the NBA right now, we've got a number of teams that are playing well. The Brooklyn Nets to start with. No, you know what? I'm not going to start with them. The Golden State Warriors are on a five-game winning streak. The Dallas Mavericks are on a seven-game winning streak. The Washington, My Washington Wizards are on a five-game winning streak. The Pacers are on a four-game winning streak. And the Brooklyn Nets are on a 12-game winning streak. Watch out for Brooklyn. Nobody really needs to watch out for Brooklyn. Everybody already had Brooklyn up there anyway as one of the teams that would be vying for an NBA championship. But 
as you remember, if as I talked about all of that time when the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers were flirting with a, a potential trade last season when Kyrie Irving wouldn't play or couldn't play in Brooklyn during the COVID restrictions. And I said, hey, trade for Ben Simmons, Kyrie for Ben. And they ended up not doing that, but they got Ben for the other former Brooklyn Net and James Harden. I definitely think that Ben Simmons is over, over, overpaid, but get what you can. Hey, he's making it $35 million. He is a great third edition, a defensive stopper, if you will. I'll give him that. But he's in the perfect system in Brooklyn because Kyrie and Kevin Durant are so ball dominant. And Ben Simmons, who's supposed to be the third superstar, really isn't. He could shoot once in a while, but obviously we all know that he can't shoot a jumper to save his career. But then again, nobody cares about him shooting a jumper, and that's how he's had a career. But he's in the perfect system in Brooklyn, and it's showing that they're playing well under their new head coach, Jacques Vaughn. The Brooklyn Nets have the best record in the NBA since they fired Steve Nash, which also makes me think, I don't know if it was all about Steve Nash, but whatever. Maybe it was. Jacques Vaughn lucked up. Now, the Boston Celtics, they still have the best record in the NBA at 26-11, and 11, but they are 5-5 five and five in, in their last 10 games. But there are a number of teams right now that I just think are playing well. 76ers are 8-2 in their last 10, and they're not even on the winning streak like the other teams. I mean, they won two in a row. Of course, with all of this winning, that means that other teams are falling out of favor, like the Utah Jazz, who were a hot team once, and now they're 19 and 20. New Orleans Pelicans, who are in third place, but they can't stay healthy, and they are my sleeper team. But if you can't keep Zion Williamson, and I always want to call him Zion Williams, I'm like, wait, is Zion Williamson? And Brandon Ingram on the court, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a big problem. And as you look at, at the futures, Brooklyn is, is behind Boston at plus 600 to win the NBA championship. They look really good. I still like my sleeper of the Pelicans. They're at plus 1,800 now. Cleveland Cavaliers, probably not. But if you're, you know, an Ohio fan, you can get him at plus 2,200. 22 to 1. That's not bad, right? You're seeing some really good basketball. The cream is rising to the top, if you will. And there are some teams that, you know, yeah, there are ebbs and flows. You remember in ESPN, there was a thing a long time ago. NBA, everybody makes a run. 
All right, I'll give you that. And maybe these are just runs by these teams, and then a week from now we'll look back, or 10 games from now we'll look back, and there'll be another five teams that are making a magical run. That is definitely true. That is definitely possible. But if the playoffs started today, or the play-in tournament, if you will, my Washington Wizards would be in the play-in tournament as a 10 seed going up against the Miami Heat in the one-game playoff. I think the Heat would probably win that. But then again, the Wizards are playing without Bradley Beal. So when Bradley Beal comes back, maybe they will be better. I mean, they're 7-14 and 14 away from home, which isn't good. But they're finding ways to win games. Five-game winning streak. Third longest winning streak in the NBA right now. But Brooklyn, man, are they coming along. They are looking good. They are looking good. I hope that as I end just the sport that things will start to look good for DeMar Hamlin and that he will start to recover and we'll get some positive news for him and his family and the Bills family and and the health of the league as well. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code j for sport and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.